We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my work at Dalton underscore Trigg on Twitter. And you can find all of my written work over at DallasBasketball.com. Be sure to go over there. We've got a ton of good content up on the site. Uh, that's going to continue as we get closer to the playoffs, and it's only going to be enhanced from there. So uh, be sure to do that. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. As always, if you leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, it'll automatically enter you enter you for a chance to uh, be entered in uh, future giveaways. So uh, that's all you got to do is leave us a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want to increase your chances of winning a giveaway, you can do it for both. Uh, but yeah, be sure to do that. And y'all, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Uh, the Mavs. They entered a huge weekend uh, this past weekend uh, playing the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. Both games were very, very big. Uh, They unfortunately got embarrassed in Minnesota. Uh, They got blown out by the Timberwolves in Minnesota on Friday night. Uh, But then they bounced back and got a big win over the Jazz at American Airlines Center on Sunday night, which put them in sole possession of of fourth place in the West. So even though uh, the season series is tied 2-2 and the Jazz would win that tiebreaker regardless because they're going to win their division, uh, you know, the the Mavs have a one-game lead and they control their own destiny for home court. And it would be the first time since 2011 that they will, you know, that they would have home court if they can hold on and do that. So uh, it was a big win. It was a, a late scratch for Rudy Gobert, who has a leg contusion. Uh, the, the Mavs were fully expecting him to be available on Sunday night, but he was not. And, you know, the Mavs ended up taking advantage in the second half and, and blowing the Jazz out. And, you know, Luka, he did his thing. He had 32 points, uh, you know, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 33 minutes of play. He did his thing. He was on uh, Jalen Brunson. 
he was good as well, 22 points. He also had 10 rebounds and 5 assists. Uh, Reggie Bullock, he came to life, 23 points. Hit 7 of 11 three-pointers, which was absolutely huge. But even bigger than the three-point shooting for Reggie Bullock uh, was his defense. Uh, him and Dorian Finney-Smith basically you know, completely locked down Donovan Mitchell with Rudy Gobert out. Uh, Mitchell was held to 3 of 14 shooting from the field and only scored 12 points. So that was huge. Big, big win. Now they'll shift their focus to the struggling Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, <laughs> and and to say struggling uh, would be, you know, not sugarcoating it, but it's definitely understating it. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, they lost to the Pelicans on Sunday night, which put them in 10th. Uh, the Pelicans passed up the Lakers, and they're in ninth now. So the Lakers are barely holding on to a play-in spot in the West. And LeBron James, after that game, said his ankle feels horrible. Uh, so there's no telling if he's going to end up playing against the Mavs tomorrow night or not. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's looking pretty good for the Mavs right now because uh, they, you know, they, they just got into fourth. They have sole possession. They control their own destiny there. And we'll get into this a little bit later on. But, you know, there's a very real possibility that they could pass up the Golden State Warriors for the third seed as well, which has which has a number of, of, of benefits for the Mavs, not just, you know, who they'd potentially be playing in the first round. So we'll get into all that. Uh, but first, I wanted to let y'all hear what Luca had to say last night after the Mavs took over fourth place in the West. I mean, we just uh, half a game ahead now, right? We're one game ahead, one but uh, you know that's what we wanted. But it's a long way to go. It's like seven, eight games left. Uh, so we gotta keep keep our composure, you know, focus on the next opponent, and try to win every game. Do you see the number three seed in spot? Because now you're only two games behind the Warriors for the third spot. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, I mean, if Warriors lose, you know, we win two, we're right there, and that's even better than fourth place. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so you heard it there. You know, Luca and the Mavs, they're not going to do uh, too much scoreboard watching. They can only control what they can control, and that's, you know, winning all the games that they possibly can. Obviously, they would have loved to have had, had that one uh, against Minnesota over the over the weekend. But the Timberwolves, they turned around and uh, lost on Sunday night as well. So uh, between that and the Mavs winning, I believe I saw that their magic number now for clinching a playoff spot and avoiding the play-in is now three. So that would be any combination of Mavs wins or Wolves losses uh, to guarantee themselves, you know, uh, a top six spot. But as Luca noted there, and as I kind of mentioned before I played that clip, uh, the Mavs could have, you know, much bigger aspirations at this point because uh, the Warriors, they don't have Steph Curry right now. Uh, they're, you know, they've been struggling even before Steph went out. But then Steph went out with a with an injury to his uh, ankle or foot, I believe. Uh, after Marcus Smart, they played a game with the Celtics that they ended up losing, and Marcus Smart dove after a loose ball, and uh, Steph Curry's foot got tangled up in that that scrummage there, and he ended up getting injured, and he's going to be out for most of the rest of the regular season. So uh, that's a big loss for them. Uh, he's a big part of what makes things you know, go with Golden State, him along with Draymond Green and, you know, the Warriors, they've been resting a lot of dudes here here lately. They're doing it tonight as well. You know, the the, the Warriors, uh, they'll be on the second night of a back-to-back against the Grizzlies and, uh, you know, they're, they're resting Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. They're basically punting. So uh, the Mavs are currently 2.5 games behind no no not even 2.5 they're two games behind the Warriors for the third seed and after tonight with you know how the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing it's not a stretch to think that that would be 1.5 games uh, after tonight and then you look ahead to Tuesday and the Mavs play the Los Angeles Lakers LeBron not might not be playing, but even if he does, you know, you'd think that the, the Mavs will be able to take care of business there. Uh, and then let's see here. On Wednesday, the Mavs play the Cavaliers, which will be a tough game. You know, the Cavs, they, they haven't been the same team that they were early on in the season, but they're still very good. Uh, they do not have Jarrett Allen, and Jarrett Allen always gives the Mavs fits. So that's going to be a big loss for them. Evan Mobley is probably going to win rookie of the year uh even though he's a rookie he's he's like a legitimate candidate for a defensive player of the year which is unreal uh so given the Mavs big situation he will probably give the Mavs fits but you know Evan Mobley by himself is better than Evan Mobley 
plus uh, Jared Allen. <laughs> so uh, the Mavs, they should have a good chance of winning that one on Wednesday, assuming that you know they don't rest guys on the second night of a back-to-back. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but then you look at the other games on Wednesday. The Minnesota Tim- Timberwolves are playing the Toronto Raptors, uh, and then the, the Warriors are playing the Suns. So, you know, if things if things work out the way they should, you know, if the Mavs win on Wednesday against the Cavaliers after beating, you know, the Lakers on Tuesday as well, and then the Warriors lose to the uh to the Grizzlies tonight, and then they also lose to the Suns on Wednesday, then all of a sudden the Mavs are just a half game back. And things do not get any easier for the Warriors down the stretch. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a uh, – let me see here. Give me just a second. All right, so the Warriors, after they play the Grizzlies tonight and then they'll play the Suns on Wednesday, they end up playing the Utah Jazz on Saturday. And so that's a brutal three-game stretch, and then they finish out the year playing uh, the Sacramento Kings – the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs on the road, which, you know, they've been playing a lot better lately, and then the New Orleans Pelicans, who could be fighting, could still be fighting for that, you know, play-in spot uh, by the time we get to that point. So they'll have a lot of motivation there. So, And the Mavs have, like, the easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way as well. So there's a really, really good chance that the Mavs could catch the Warriors, especially since they won the regular season series 3-1, uh, they have the tiebreaker there. You know, they could potentially be third. And that would be big, not only just, you know, for home court and, uh, you know, securing that and avoiding the play-in and everything, but if you get to the third seed, there is a legitimate chance that the Mavs could make it to at least the Western Conference Finals. Because if you get in that part of the bracket, so if if you finish fourth, which is where they're at right now, you're going to end up playing either the, you know, the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets. And I guess technically you could still play the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it's more than likely it's going to be the Jazz or the Nuggets. And then, you know, the Mavs, they have a legit chance of beating either one of those teams. But then in the second round, you're more than likely going to play Phoenix. And we know the fits that Phoenix has given Dallas over the years, especially Chris Paul specifically. He just kills the Mavs in the clutch, and Phoenix is the best team in basketball. So, ideally, you'd like to avoid them as long as possible because, you know, the longer they go on, you know, it, it kind of tests Chris Paul's ability to hold up uh, over a long postseason run. So, the, the longer you can hold them off, I think, would be the better for the Mavs. So, getting up to that third seed would put them in the lower half of the West playoff bracket and you'd probably end up playing Denver. You you could still end up playing Utah or even uh, the Timberwolves in a first-round matchup in that that bottom part of the bracket. But either way, you know, the Mavs would have the upper hand with home court. They're 18-4, and four, I believe, over their last 22 home games, which is incredible. Uh, and then in the second round, you would more than likely be playing the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, the Mavs won the season series with them 3-1, they match up with the Grizzlies, you know, a lot better than what people realize. And, you know, Luka Doncic, he would have a chip on his shoulder, in my opinion, in that series because he'd be going up against John Morant. 
you know, there's a lot of people saying that, you know, Luca shouldn't make first team all NBA and John Morant is better. And, you know, I saw Matt Moore on Twitter earlier today saying that he didn't care what the Memphis Grizzlies record was without Ja that, you know, he was still putting him ahead of Luca and he didn't think Luca is as, as, as impactful as we all think, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> anybody with eyeballs that watches this Mavs team, you know, with and without Luca, and I know they've won some games without Luca, but you know, most of those have been against teams that they should beat regardless anyway. Uh, but I just, I don't think, I don't see how, you can watch this Mavs team and you can watch what Luka Doncic does on a nightly basis and come out and say that he's not as impactful as John Morant. I mean, that's just that's just ludicrous to me. I don't care what his usage rate is. Uh, you know, it, it, it he doesn't want to put as much he doesn't want to put as much weight onto the fact that, you know, the Grizzlies have a, a winning record. I think they're fifteen and two or maybe 16-2 and two without Ja Morant this year, uh, just because with Ja they still have a similar win percentage as what the Mavs do with Luka, even though Luka is like 2% higher on the win percentage there. So I don't know. I don't get it. I think some people just like to uh, just to hate on Luka just for that reason, to hate on him. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he's been amazing. The second half surge, I don't care how he started the season out. If he doesn't end up, you know, being an MVP finalist or first team All-NBA, it will be, you know, partially due to how he started the season. But I think with the way he's played in the second half of this year, I don't think it matters. I think he's been that good that, you know, it can catapult him into, at the very minimum, a first-team All-NBA spot, I'm, I'm willing to put money on it at this point. He's going to be first-team All-NBA. Uh, now, the MVP stuff, I'm not really sure. Uh, I do think if the Mavs end up getting the third seed, that there's a chance that Luka could pull the upset and, you know, win the MVP over Nikola Jokic or Joel, Joel Embiid. I mean, that's just – some people will say that sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you, if the Mavs get to that third spot – it will not shock me at all if they end up, you know, voting Luka in there. I, I can see it, uh, especially with, you know, how this roster was viewed as being lacking uh, most of the year. And that given there's a lot of guys on the team that have played extremely well, uh, and Luka has arguably the most help he's ever had in his career, but, you know, he makes a lot of these guys a lot better too. And his defensive effort this year has been on point. Uh, for the most part, and, you know, he's the head of the snake. He's what makes things go uh, for this Dallas Mavericks team. When he's fully engaged, when he sets the tone, and he's out there, you know, doing his normal Luka Magic stuff, this team is at its best, and, you know, guys are confident, and uh, with the exception of Maxi Kleba lately, hopefully he gets it going, and, uh, you know, it's just everything is better when Luka is out there for the Mavs. I mean, I, to say otherwise is just completely asinine. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I mean, I, to say that John Morant is more impactful. I mean, if you want to say that John Morant has had a better season, then I, you know, I could say that there's an argument for that, uh, you know, statistically because he does have good stats and he has, uh, you know, he's shot better. He's more efficient. 
than Luca was this season overall. But I mean, to say that he's not as impactful, that Luca's not as impactful as John Morant is for the Grizzlies is, I mean, that just seems like a, it seems like bait. And I've obviously taken the bait and I said I wouldn't, but you know, it just annoys me and I just wanted to get that off my chest. But anyway, so the Mavs, it's very important that even if they don't get up to the third seed, it's important that they get home court because they have been so good at American Airlines Center lately. Like I said, they're they're about 18 and 4 in their last 22 games there. They've been dominant at home. Uh they're like they're only 20 and 17 on the road, so I mean that's still that's still good, but you know, they definitely have a home court advantage this season, which is something that has been lacking in the past and uh Luca had a little bit to say about that as well. Uh, after the the big win over Utah, let's give that a listen real quick. I mean, yeah, you know, it's always great to play home. You know, the fans are great. Uh, the fans are getting louder and louder every game, and you know, we're just trying to, yeah, uh, like you said, establish the home court. Uh, we we just got to keep going like that and get better. I think right now it's almost every game. You know, the bowl games. I think against Minnesota felt like playoff games, uh, but you know, uh, it's like I said, seven eight games. You know, every game we're gonna fight for every game to win to try to get to a better spot. So like I said, you know, home court, it's a big deal for the Mavs. They, you know, they've been adamant about saying that they're not doing a bunch of scoreboard watching and they're just, you know, trying to control their own destiny and win games and not really worry about that stuff. But you know it's in the back of their minds. Uh, You know, that was a goal from the very beginning of the season. That was the next step for this team and its progression, its growth. Uh, you know, instead of settling for fifth or sixth or whatever, they wanted to go out and get home court this year, and they're in prime position to do so. They just have to continue to take care of business. You know, as beat up as Utah is right now, and with how they've played, they've lost three in a row now, I believe, and uh, things don't really get much easier for them the rest of the season. You know, there, there's a chance that they could continue to lose some games, and even if the Mavs stumble – a couple times, uh, uh, you know, they could still end up getting home court. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully the Mavs, you know, can end up just putting it away and getting home court and maybe maybe even locking it up before the end of the end of the year. And then, you know, you can get Luca and Kleba, who looks like he needs it, needs the extra rest. You know, get a lot of these guys some extra rest in before – you get to the postseason. And if you avoid the play-in tournament, which it looks like the Mavs are going to do, you're going to get an extra week of, or, or almost an extra week of rest because the play-in tournament lasts uh, three or four days, I believe, after the season ends. So uh, that'll be good. Uh, looking at the Mavs' schedule the rest of the way, they got the Lakers tomorrow night. And like I said, LeBron James's status is up in the air because of his ankle. Uh, not sure if he's going to play or not. But whether he plays or not, you have to believe that the Mavs have the upper hand there. Uh, they were up by 21 in the last game they played against the Lakers, only ended up winning by five. Uh, but, you know, it, it just feels like the Mavs are overdue for just like a curb stomping of the Lakers. So hopefully that happens uh, tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, they play the Lakers, and then they go on a four-game road trip, uh, play at Cleveland, they play against KP in Washington, assuming he plays, uh, on April 1st. 
and then they go and play at Milwaukee and at Detroit, and then they finish up the season at home against the Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs. And just a couple of housekeeping notes here before we take off. Um, Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, they became uh, the only two Mavericks guards to have at least 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists in the same game. Uh, now, again, that's Maverick guards. And the last time two Dallas players, you know, not just two guards did it, uh, was back on August 8th, 2020 in the bubble when Luka had 36 points, 14 rebounds, 19 assists, and Dorian Finney-Smith had like the game of his life, 27 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. So <clears throat> that was a cool moment. Uh, the Mavs improved to 4-1 and one when Reggie Bullock scores 20-plus points this season, and they're 13-2 and two when he hits at least four three-pointers. So he's going to be a big X factor. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, he didn't have like a super big game against the Jazz, but he was efficient, you know, shot 50% from the field had 12 points off the bench, and he was a plus 7. It was the 15th consecutive game for Dinwiddie uh, where he scored in double figures for the Mavs. So uh, him, Reggie Bullock, and hopefully Maxi Kleba when he gets over his cold spell, you know, hopefully, hopefully. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know, I'm knocking on wood. I'm I'm, I'm doing everything I can uh, to try and will Maxi back to (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> not, not even like an elite shooter or anything. Like just, just decent. Not fourteen percent from three. Like at least twenty five percent. You know something, something close to thirty, just to be respectable. And I think the Mavs will be good because, you know, defensively and rebounding and rim protection when he's healthy, that's always going to be there. So hopefully he can get the offense going and. It'll provide the Mavs with a, a big spark, um, you know, for the not just the last part of this season, but heading into the postseason. But, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, hope you didn't mind me just rambling by myself today. Uh, if you like the addition of, you know, the postgame uh, press conference stuff, let me know. You know, hit me up on Twitter, at me on Twitter, at Dalton underscore Trigg. Uh, you can send me an email. I've got that in my bio on Twitter. You know, however you want to do it. Let me know what you think about you know these solo pods. I'm thinking about doing this more often. Just kind of giving a rundown of everything that's going on and giving my personal takes on things I've seen, you know, around the league and what people are saying and all that. So, you know, that gives me more flexibility. Gives me the opportunity to come on here and talk to you guys more often. You know, instead of trying to uh, get a guest on here every time and stuff of that nature so if this is good with you if you like this if you had a good time if you want to hear more of it uh just be sure to let me know and i'll try to i'll try to do this more often going forward but uh, again be sure to like rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms go leave us that review on apple podcasts and spotify to enter you know for all future giveaways when we give away tickets and merchandise and all that stuff Uh, And we will see you next time. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I will probably be back on here Thursday around the same time.